Dance, puppets, dance, beneath the waning moon. Do not fret, my darlings, it will all be over soon. So hide behind your porcelain veils, I will make your hunger fade. And dance, puppets, dance, to the song of the masquerade. Welcome to Nights of Darkness, a World of Darkness live play podcast. I am your storyteller and host, Daniel, and this season we will be playing Vampire the Masquerade. Whoa! So we will go ahead and introduce our characters, so if you want to give your name, occupation, and clan, starting with Travis. I'm Travis. I am playing the Nosferatu, Tolliver Doe. Uh, he goes by Ollie, though. And he is a, uh, he's an enforcer for the Camarilla. Spooky. My name is Mark. I'll be playing the character known as Isaac Payne. And he is a psychiatrist. Can I just say I love the fact that his name is Isaac Payne and yeah. he's a psychiatrist? Yeah, he's Dr. Payne. <laughs> what clan is he? He's a Mulcabian. There you go. Mm. So I'm Aaron. And I am going to be playing Wayani Kunatari. And he is a detective and he is part of the Gangrel clan. I'm Ariel. I'm playing the Toreador Elizabeth Andalit. And she is an artist. Like all good Toreador. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And with that, we will get this story started. So, deep in these sewers, we will start with Tolliver. Deep within the city of Emporcia, the sewers are a massive sewer system. It's the only times I could say sewer in this. Maze-like, you can get lost quite easily. But the Nosferatu know most of their ways through the sewer. And on this night, as you have recently woken up from your sleep, you are being beckoned to the Undercity Prince. Perfect. I am, uh... I'm going to call a rat, one of my, one of the rats, have one of the rats accompany me. <laughs> so they can, they'll be leading me through the sewer system. To the Undercity Prince? Yes. It does take you about a half an hour to get there, as you've been through here multiple times, and you're going to see the monster it's what his name for all the other clans call him. My liege, though. Yes. So you approach, and of course, it's a smaller corridor that you come down, and there is a couple Nosferatu guards on either side of this corridor. So you have been here before, so you know that this is exactly where he is. So they, as you approach, they both stop and move in front of you. Gentlemen. I'm here to see my liege this evening. He has called you? I've been beckoned by my liege to see him this evening, yes. Sounds like something he'd do. Of course. <laughs> so they pass, or they move and let you pass it to the room. 
and the room is shrouded in darkness. You know that he's usually not visible, hmm. but he generally is in the room. You can feel like there's a presence within the room. Okay. I will walk to the center, what feels like the center of the room, and head head down, and I will just start talking, my liege, I'm here. Is there anything I may do for you this evening? So in a gravelly voice, you hear, Tolliver, I have a task for you on the surface. Word is forces are moving into the city under the guise of night. We have reason to believe that someone of value to the individuals will be at a party thrown by an Elizabeth Andermatt. You will go in my stead, gather information, and determine the value of this person. And if they are valuable, do we bring them here? Contact for further instructions. I will do that, my liege. And a piece of paper kind of falls in front of you. It's burgundy in color with yellow writing on it. Clearly looks like a party invitation. Okay. Very well done. Nice calligraphy. Yes. Everything. Says that the party is starting at 7, or that's when drinks will be served. All right. All right. And it is, what, about 6 o'clock now? Yes. All right. So I'm going to pick up the rat, set him on my shoulder, and we'll start heading back so I can change into more appropriate attire for what the invitation states is is a masquerade ball a formal masquerade ball yes so i'll be changing for that and then going to the masquerade ball all right so we will have it where you change and head that way and we will move to isaac you wake up around 6 p.m and of course it's to the sound of water running as always. Yep. You're not too hungry. You've recently fed, so you don't have that to worry about. And you know that tonight you have a party to go to that you were invited to by a another vampire named Elizabeth. So you've been to one of her parties before and know some of the some of the higher up people from the city do show up. So you usually show up anyways just to make an appearance. Yep, rub elbows with people. Yeah, because you know, sometimes the mayor shows up, sometimes not. But So what are you doing currently? Um, he will um, basically get ready for the masquerade. All right. Are you going to call your chauffeur? Yes, I'm going to pick up a bell that I have and kind of ring it from side to side so you ring it from side to side and then after a few rings uh it stops ringing i'm going to turn it over to see why it has stopped ringing the the bell's fallen the yeah it's it's fallen to the ground and actually landed on the floor with its last ring he's going to open up a like one of those trash cans you step on the lever to drop the bell inside and as he presses down on the lever the lid like completely falls off backwards, so the and the, and the little step on handle yeah, broke when you broke stepped on off it. as well. So now the trash can is just lying open, not being able to be closed. And he's just going to drop the uh, 
drop the bell inside and reach into a cabinet with the doors already open and pick out a new bell and set it down right where the old one was. Which there's, if you, do you keep your apartment well dusted or is there a lot of dust? It's dusty. So basically you set it in the exact same spot where the other bell was. Yes, exact same spot where the other one was because there's a perfect outline of everything. So after a few moments, you hear a knock at your door. Open. The door opens, and it's your chauffeur. Right. Um, It's time for me to head to the masquerade. Um, I think we need to leave immediately if I'm going to catch some drinks. Do you have anything that you need to take with you, sir? Um, not that I can think of. I've got some cards in my pocket already. You know what? Uh, grab my cell phone from the nightstand, please. So he goes and grabs your cell phone, since you've probably told him this before multiple times. Yeah. So he grabs it. And Would you like me to give it to you, sir? No, just put it in your pocket for now. Can do. He pockets your cell phone. Okay. All um, right, I'm ready to go. He leaves the door open for you, lets you go. And please lock the door on your way out. Yep, you hear him lock it behind you. Have you given him keys to everything? Mm-hmm. So he locks your door. I will walk to the elevator and wait for him to press the buttons and everything. Yep, he opens the elevator for you. You guys go down. Uh, when you guys get outside, he opens up the SUV door for you. I'll climb in and sit down and say, no seatbelt today. Thank you. As always, sir. He closes the door. And have you given him the address already? Yes. Okay. All right. So we will go to the address, which is 1875, correct? Yes. French Hill Drive. All right. So you head that way. Mr. Gangrel. You wake up around 6 p.m. in your small apartment, correct? Uh, no, I live in an abandoned shack of a building. Oh, yes. So you are probably in a shadier part of town? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you wake up in this shadier part of town. Of course, nobody messes with the area. Most of the vagabonds and whatnot are scattered about. Mm-hmm. And plus, you probably put the fear of the night into them. Yeah, of course. So you've recently fed as well on one of your criminal scum. So I'm going to go ahead and spend two blood points to heal myself. All right. So you heal yourself. And you have been told by Elizabeth to come to the party as you are one of the ones that you don't know if she exactly trusts you, but you do know that you do affiliate with her often. Yeah. Yeah. So you have received the invitation, and of course it said it was a masquerade ball to dress nicely. So I'm going to shuffle through the makeshift closet I have and find like the nicest suit I have. You find something that looks a little old, but it yep. still looks like it'll pass for... That'll, hopefully that's her inspection. That'll do. Mm. Alright, so how are you going to get to this ball? You know where she lives, because you've been there multiple times. Is it far away? It's probably half hour to 45 minutes away. Depends on what transportation or way you go. I am going to call a taxi. All right, not a problem. Are you going to have them meet you here or a little bit further away? A little bit further away, up the road. 
nicer part right outside of mm-hmm. the decrepit street. Yep. All right, so after about five minutes, taxi shows up. Oh, before I do, I'm going to stop at the one of the drugstores or something and look around for, like, some sort of mask. Oh, yeah, because it is Halloween, they do have a little section, but a lot of them do look more kid-oriented mask. <laughs> I'll stop and get the nicest looking one I can. I mean, you could technically, being like a kid mask, you could, because masquerade balls mostly have the mouth off of it, you could probably just take the mask and find a way to break the bottom. <laughs> I'm going to grab the wolf-like looking one and just break the bottom off of it. Don't break the bottom. Somebody made that. Don't break the bottom off of it. <laughs> yeah, it's too late. He already did. It's not that hard to break this mask off. So you get your mask. Mm-hmm. And you're going to head to Elizabeth's mansion. It's kind of itchy. Elizabeth, you've been up the longest, but still right before evening, because you had to get ready for your own masquerade party. So the catering company has has showed up, along with the valet service that they provide. And they're asking for a certain direction. If it's just normal stuff, you can let them know. It doesn't have to be anything specific. They know, Do they know how your party is set up? Yeah, I usually stay with the same catering company, so they would know the routine. And your contact has set up where there is blood involved for certain party guests. Perfect. Which you have graciously told them who needs that. <laughs> So it is October 31st, the day of Halloween. Yep! It is a waning crescent moon, but instead of its normal yellowish glow, it has the hunter moon look to it, so kind of an orange to it. So you're busy prepping for the party, getting everything set up. You have had some people RSVP, but you know other people like to make appearances, and other people you invite never show up. Of course. So, the first person to arrive is probably Mr. Payne. Oh, yes, he's punctual. You arrive right near seven. And, of course, there is a valet outside. But you also have a driver, so you don't necessarily... The valet opens up the door for you. I'll step out. Like, Thank you. Uh, Driver, could you... Hand the valet my phone for me. Yeah, sure, boss. They hand the valet your phone. He looks kind of odd at you. Uh, just follow me, please. In- into the party? Yes, I need you to carry my phone. But I have a job out here, sir. Surely the they can part with you for just a little while while until I find somebody that can carry my phone. Why don't I just park the vehicle and they carry your phone? <sighs> Alright, uh, d- d- driver, go ahead and step out and you can carry the phone, I guess. I didn't anticipate you coming in, but I guess I can do with it. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to lose my job. <clears throat> so he gives the valet, Fine. or he gives the chauffeur back your phone. Fine. And then he takes your vehicle and parks it out of the way. Well, takes the chauffeur's vehicle. 
I paid for it. I just don't drive it. <laughs> so I assume you're having the chauffeur open the door for you as yep. you go in. So it opens. You've been to this mansion before. It's a big, elaborate two-story mansion. And it is the only mansion currently on this hill. Most of the other buildings that were here are long demolished. And it's been landscaped to look pristine. She keeps a well-groomed lawn and house. The second I walk inside, I'm going to basically come striding through and say, Where's the wine? I need some wine. Where are you at during this? This is about right near 7 o'clock. Okay, I'll probably be like checking, make sure everything is right where it needs to be. And your first guest seems to have arrived as you hear, Where is the wine? Ah, Dr. Payne, what a pleasure. It's always lovely to see you. I wasn't going to miss this party, that's for sure. You always have the best wine. Oh, that is so great to hear. Right over here. Thank you. There's no doors to open, is there? (laughs) No, no, there is not. Thank you. You also notice that his chauffeur is with him. I would assume he would have, like, somebody carrying his phone around. I would have... At least I know because I would have seen you in the past yeah, do yeah. it. So I would have I, explained in the past, like, <laughs> he carries my phone. So he seems like he's an indentured servant in some way. <laughs> he never really explains why. He's just real adamant that he needs an assistant. Yes. I don't do anything. <clears throat> I, t- I try taking notes, but it never works out. Um, but yes, I'll go have some wine. And I will walk and go start drinking some wine. All right. You are pointed in the direction of the wine, and you find it without issue. Some of the other party guests start filing in. A couple you recognize as one is your lawyer. You notice another man in his 40s looks southern as he's got the long handlebar mustache coming down. Looks to be in his late 40s. And he's not actually wearing... He's wearing kind of a masquerade mask, but it's more remnant of like a cow in a way because he's got two horns on it, but not exactly like a devil. So you're like, I don't think this guy knows what a masquerade mask is exactly. So, (laughs) But he does look potentially rich. Good evening. Evening, ma'am. I am Elizabeth Endelit. I am Clayton P. Aldrich, but you can call me Clay. Nice to meet you, Clay. And his name, you kind of recognize it because you did send the invitations out. He is an oil baron, or at least his parents are. And so he's kind of been involved in money. So he lives in the city, but also lives in Texas. So he just happens to be on vacation in the city. What an interesting mask you have. It is very unique. Yes, I like to pride myself on my uniqueness. I see. Well, welcome to the Masquerade Ball. Thank you. I look forward to enjoying the dinner. (laughs) Alright, so he breaks off from you and of course goes and enjoys wine as well. But his is more... Actually, he doesn't do wine exactly. He does more like heavier liquor. 
so like scotch and all that. I'm going to approach him and start talking to him. Evening, sir. Good evening. Dr. Payne is my name. Clayton P. Aldrich. You can call me Clay. Clay. That's what my friends call me. Interesting name. And what is your line of work, sir? I'm in the oil business. Oil? Yes. Very, uh... Very lucrative, I've heard, that business is. Texas has got a lot of oil fields. Indeed. I'm a psychiatrist myself. Work for the local asylum. Well, I hope I never have to go there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I joke. (laughs) But yes, I'm basically going to try to strike a conversation and kind of get a little more friendly with him. Trying to get him under, like, as a contact, potential contact. Okay. So if you want to do that, you can potentially do that. Okay. All right. So the next person to arrive is Tolliver. How did you arrive? All right. So as I am... I've put on some decent... It's black and white. I look almost like a uh, undertaker. Um, black bandana tied around my face from the nose down uh, to hide the rest of my face. That's how I normally go out when I leave the sewers anyhow. Um, as I leave the sewers, I'm looking uh, just looking for a, looking for a decent car, muscle car. Anywhere that's parked around where I'm at, even if it's at a stop sign, stop light. Roll me a perception and alertness. I, uh, I passed with one. So, you see a, a muscle car, and it looks like you can estimate the light's going to change in about 30 seconds. Okay. How close am I? You are probably within 50 feet. Okay, I'm going to run up to it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk up to it at a faster pace before the light changes. Okay, yeah, you make and it to I'm this car. Putting my hand on the door, the driver's side door, and I'm just crouching down, and I'm going to be using... Oh, do, do, do. We're going to intimidation mixed with my enchanting voice, which uh, I'm going to tell him, I suggest you get the fuck out of my car. Roll me a... Oh my car. You can use either strength or manipulation plus intimidation. Okay, we'll go with strength then. All right, so roll your strength plus manipulation, or strength plus intimidation, sorry. And difficulty be a six, because this guy was not expecting you to... Plus, so, yeah, I've got three successes here, but I got two ones, so I got I one success with an eight. He is real hesitant to get out of the car, but he is still scared of you. Mm-hmm. So he's like... Uh, uh, uh. Kind of opens the door real slow, like he's taking his time, and the light is beginning to change, but... He's the only car currently at this mm-hmm. part. You're in a shadier part of town. Uh, I'm reaching in and shutting the car off. I'm just reaching over him and I'm turning the keys off. I'm not going to ask you to get the fuck out of my car again. Uh, okay. And he like gets out he gets out a little bit faster because you're right there. So uh-huh. he tries to not hit you with the door. He tries to open it barely enough to slide past you towards yep. the back of the car. Okay. As he's getting out, I'm reaching into his back pocket and I'm taking his wallet and I'm going to open it up 
and I'm just pulling everything out of it until I find his driver's license. And then I'm dropping the wallet, I'm looking at his driver's license, and I'm like, all right, Kevin, looks like I know where the fuck you live. Don't ever fuck with my car again or I will be at your house. And I put his driver's license in my back pocket <laughs> and I get in and I drive to the to the party. This dude is scared because <laughs> he doesn't know to believe you or not. Yeah, but fuck you, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> now we gotta have you Kevin. Know, I'm gonna watch him in the rearview mirror as I'm going. What's he doing? He, he's just kind of watching as you drive away in his car. <laughs> he's just like like he's got a look of surprise on his face, but he's also scared, but he didn't want to like backtalk you because <laughs> you strong-armed him out of the car. Yep. So you just drive off. Yep. In Kevin's car. That and isn't no, it's aren't my you car. aren't you like really tall and like I, I am like I'm 6 foot tall and weigh like 140 pounds. Oh, I also just forgot to say I have smell of the grave, so I stink oh. of rotting body. Oh no. Also touch of frost, so I emit a freezing cold, and if I would have touched him, I would have started absorbing the heat from his body. <sighs> so, but I'm dressed real nice and I've got a nice new muscle car. So you smelled like death and just this cold air was like wafting off of your body. It radiates from my body, yeah. Yikes. That would be enough to scare anybody. Yeah. Especially someone that's six foot tall and rail thin. Yeah. Like a corpse. <laughs> yeah. So, needless to say, Tolliver shows up to French Hill Drive mm-hmm. with this nice new muscle car. Oh, I thought you stopped it. <laughs> Click the fuck he did. No. <laughs> okay. All right. So I will pull up. I'm not approaching the house. I'm not going to pull up where I see the um, valet. The valets. I'm going to pull around and park with the rest of the cars. Okay. Shut it off. And then I will obfuscate and enter the house. So right now the door is closed. So. Yep. You'll okay. have to. You have to wait till somebody opens yeah. the door. That's fine with me. I'm okay. going to wait. I'm going to wait, and say with that they they may feel some cold. But the smell that they won't even their their brain blocks out the smell, because I've I, I've become obfuscated from their minds. So after a while, another person does come in. It is a woman in her early forties. See here, she's wearing just a normal looks like a comfortable dress, very mundane. Looks like she's a very boring person. <laughs> Perfect. I'll follow her in. So you follow her into the house, into the mansion. Not an issue. All right. When I go in into the foyer, are there floral arrangements and anything? Yes. Okay, as I'm walking by, they're starting to wilt and die. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. There is how the it's kind of set up. So there's the big foyer, and then there's bigger rooms to the side and then there is a big staircase in the back that goes up to either side but there is full arrangements here and there most of it looks like the party is downstairs but you do notice that you have wilted and killed some of the flowers so i'm just going to while i'm just going to scan the room and just look for someone of importance there's couple people of importance currently. You do notice a man with a handlebar mustache talking to a another man. What does your Malkavian look like? Mark? Uh, he's about 5 foot 10, weighs around 170 pounds. 
Um, he has blonde hair. I'm sorry, black hair with hazel eyes. And he looks well-dressed, no facial hair, clean-shaven. Um, has glasses on underneath of his masquerade mask. Trying to hide them. Or maybe he's trying to... Maybe it's being like the glasses are trying to be obvious, but he's hiding them under the masquerade mask. And he's just kind of like swirling wine in his glass, drinking it and talking to the uh, mustached man. Do I sense do I do I sense the beast on anyone as I'm kind of going through? Not currently. As far as because nobody's really as closer you mean closer to uh frenzying? Oh no, just sensing that there are other kindred in, in the room. There is something off about him, so it you can make the assumption that he I am not trying to hide myself if that's like because I I feel comfortable in the party enough to not be like I'm not obvious but like I'm not hiding myself from other kindred so there is another individual that you see as a woman that what does Elizabeth look like she is a 5 foot 10 130 pound feet 130 pound female with medium length brown hair and bright blue eyes. She's probably, she probably stands out the most in the party. She, she's it's her party, correct? Do I know that she, it's her party? You probably were given a very vivid description of her. I will approach her, um, and I'm gonna relent my obfuscate to her. So she can see, she's, she now knows I'm there. And I'll say, Good evening, Elizabeth. I am here on behalf of my liege. I believe you may call him the monster. But I represent him this evening. Oh, how wonderful. Nice to meet you. I am Mr. Doan, and I'm here at your convenience. And on behalf of Glenn Nosferatu, well, please join the party and have a wonderful time. Thank you for your cooperation and your beautiful home. And I'll do what I can. Thank you. And then I'm walking away from it. All right. You can also notice that there are four other, you can assume, kindred. And they have the same outfit. They look like they could be bodyguards of some kind. Security. Yeah, there's, and they're wearing all the same masquerade mask. Literally, they're mirrored. <laughs> <laughs> there's two women and two men. Very imaginative. Yes. So I'm just I'm walking around. So. Yeah, people have been filling or filing in. So there's other people that have entered. <laughs> so eventually. Please tell me it's the shittiest taxi ever. He did take a lot of routes to get there, so you were like, I gotta get there, and you're like, ten minutes later than you wanted to get there? He, he was like, this is a faster way, and then he went this way, and it was not faster. It was probably... Yeah, it's a lot faster, wasn't it? Got you here, didn't it? Yeah, whatever. I'm gonna get out and slam the door behind me. Are you gonna pay your fare? Yeah, I'll throw the money in. No. 
Thanks, sir. Have a great night. Yeah, fuck off. Of course, the valet doesn't. He just kind of acknowledges. Evening, sir. Yeah. Rude. The party's right this way. Kind of points towards the door. Just gonna walk on up. All right, you walk on up. Are you paying attention to anybody as they walk in? Probably yes. Okay, so you do recognize the gangrel partner that you have. Well, I'm gonna when I when I get to the door. I'm going to straighten my suit out and kind of slick back my long black hair and put it in a ponytail. Kind of make myself presentable and just walk in and hold my chest up high. Oh, good evening, Wayne. It's nice to see you here. It's lovely to see you. Are you going to behave tonight? Of course, I always. Hmm. Have a lovely time. Uh... I have one question. Uh, I'm sorry to bother. Uh, are we able to smoke in here? You know you use the designated smoking room. I didn't know if the rules had changed for the party. I, I, excuse me. I'll go and uh, go to the designated smoking room and light up a smoke. All right, you head in there. There is also, you do pass by a woman that is about 5'5", five five, with long brown curly hair. Mm-hmm. She has brown eyes. And yep. you've noticed her before, uh, but I don't know how, how much do you pay attention to other kindred. All the time. Oh, well, you know her name is Margaret. Mm, okay. Good evening, Margaret. Evening, sir. It's a lovely mask you have. Why, thank you. And it is actually a lot like... Elizabeth's, but it's actually a lot more, I don't want to say flamboyant, but it's got more, it's more colorful in its way. Instead of being black and white, it's got more like blues and reds to it. Uh, Miss Elizabeth didn't get uh, insulted. I didn't copy her mask. I only have something similar. No, I can see that. I can see Are that. you trying to say I'm copying her? I don't know. I just, similarities, you know. I know how Elizabeth can be. It's a beautiful mask, nonetheless. Thank you. I'll take the half compliment. <laughs> You're welcome. No, excuse me. I need a smoke. All right. So you go to smoke. During this time, after some time, they do serve drinks, and then dinner does start, which they are serving, like, steak. And then there's also shrimp for those that do eat. It's They go all out, this catering company does. If you guys pay attention to the catering companies it's a high-end catering company in the city so they do a lot of high like big social like parties they're well known for excellent service so if you leave a yelp review (laughs) (laughs) sure so as is everybody going to be sitting down for dinner yes and i will make it a point to sit down with the oil baron this is not a problem because there is not assigned seating there is some empty seats but most of them are filled. Um, you guys can kind of tell that a lot of these people are mortals, but there is some kindred among you. Um, you guys kind of made the, put it together that the four people that look the same with the masquerade mask are indeed kindred as well. And they seem to be, they mostly have been like paying attention to her, to Elizabeth. I am not sitting down. 
I'm still obfuscated. See, the only one that I had related to was Elizabeth, and once she turned from me, she would have lost sight of me again unless she wants to challenge it. Do you want to challenge it? No, not necessarily. Okay. So I am actually, while they're all sitting down, I'm going to be going back into the kitchen. Okay. Um, and uh, <sighs> so I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to be in the kitchen, and I'm looking for rodents, and I don't see any. No. So I'm going to be watching where, like, where where the food is going. I'm looking for the the largest, meatiest steak that's going to be served. I'm trying to figure out who's getting that one. Would you be the one that wants the best steak? Like, the largest steak? I don't eat. I know this, but... For, I oh, do. for show? Then, yeah, it would be for show, yeah. Uh, I hope you are able to. If not, you throw it up later. Yeah. Well, I won't eat it. It's for show, so, like, I'll have it sitting in front of me. Okay. She can pay to waste food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I'm saying... Uh, because I've seen the gentleman with the large mustache yes. who looks very Texan. I'm trying to figure out what he's eating. Oh, yeah. He's going to eat a steak. Okay. Like, entirely rare. All right. So, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm watching the server that's going to him specifically. And when they're prepping his drink, I'm going to hit a hit a drop of blood in it. I'm going to spend blood to get some of my blood in his drink. Okay. In the Texan's drink. So... All right, you drop a drop of blood into this individual's drink. Yep. And I'm just going to be kind of wandering through the between the kitchen and the dining area, and I'm just surveying everyone. Not a problem. So as you guys are sitting down, aside from you, a the door opens, and you all recognize a woman wearing a blue flowing dress, long black hair, dusky skin. And she is recognizable as the prince's wife. For you, it's the surface prince's wife. You don't think the Undercity prince has a wife. Of course, there's no prince with her. As you know, he never shows up to your parties. He never shows to my parties. <laughs> so, of course, she is graceful in her mannerisms. What's her name? Her name is Jamila. Welcome, Jamila. What a pleasure to have you here tonight. Oh, I couldn't miss it. I was a little late because there was other obligations that had to be done. Oh, that is quite all right. Please join us. And she sits down, and of course she probably sits, if you're at the head of the table, she probably sits at the other end. Yeah. And you guys can kind of feel power from her, but like, it's you can still tell she's a kindred. It's not one of those that she's like super powerful to you guys. You can just tell that she's a strong presence in the room. So I I want to, because I'm off in the corner of this room, I want to kind of look over the crowd and see if anybody's, anybody's worth my time, so to speak. Roll me a, yeah, roll me a perception and investigation. So I've got one success. Okay. So it was a little harder, but um, the only thing that really stands out in this room is you're watching the crowd as you notice, as the prince's wife came in, there's a woman that was, like, watching her intently. And this woman... 
she's wearing a very conservative conservative dress. It's basically like a beige, so it kind of doesn't stand out like some of these other dresses. And it's down to her knees. She's got her... She's black hair and a ponytail. She also has dusky skin. But she seems to like... You can kind of tell like her, her eye twitches a little bit when she sees the prince's wife. Oh, goody. And that's what you, you kind of make out from the crowd. Everybody else doesn't really... But she's the only one that kind of caught your eye. Okay. Um, I'm going... I want to finally try to um, basically sink the hooks in on this Texan dude and I would like to roll a manipulation and etiquette to see if I can basically manipulate him into giving me one of his cards and I give him one of my cards and basically secure a contact with him alright roll me a manipulation plus etiquette how are you how are you saying this to him? Um I'm basically stating, you know, I'm a world renowned doctor when it comes to psychiatry and you know, any kind of therapy that people might need, even if it's, you know, just basic stress therapy and whatnot, you know. People from around the world and I'll say, you know, the mayor, you know, is always contacting me and um, you know the mayor contacts me on occasion as well as several senators and other world leaders have contacted me throughout the world to ask on their you know ask my opinion on such things so you got a good business mind I do alright what'd you get first difficulty six Uh, I got yep I got one success. He seems a little hesitant, but he's like, you know what? I'll go ahead if you're if you're giving your card. And of course, he has one, but it, it's like real elaborate. His card is because he's an oil baron, so it's mostly the company card, but his name is on there. All right. Do I see this going on? Yeah, you see them exchange cards. Uh, has he gotten his drink yet? Yes. All right. Has he drank it yet? He. He's probably feeling pretty parched right now. So, yeah, he takes his drink, and he just drinks it down because right. it's scotch. I see him drinking that. I'm going to go ahead and come out of Obfuscate, so people are going to notice a smell. But I'm going to walk up to them and pull out my cell phone and say, Excuse me, sir, I'm going to need your personal information typed into my phone. I'm handing him my cell phone. Have we met? No, but I believe that a relationship could be very beneficial between the two of us. Manipulation subterfuge? You gonna try lying to him? Yes. I believe that a relationship could be very, very beneficial to the two of us. And I'd like your card, but I need a direct contact with you. I know some people who would be very, very helpful in your business, and I know that you could return the favor. Alright. Roll me that difficulty seven. Even with that blood bond? Oh, we'll go make it six then. I have 
two successes. He seems hesitant, but he gives you his card and then writes down another number on the card. Okay. I'm punching in his name. Can I try to glance that number? Yeah, roll me a perception and investigation if you've got it. And what does eidetic memory do exactly? That's where you could, if you saw it, you could technically remember right there. What's the difficulty? Uh, six. Two successes, one's canceled out. So I got one success. So you glance at it and catch enough of it to make out what the phone number is. Sweet. Cool. You're going to be harassing this oil baron. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to be harassing him. You're going to be stealing his muscle car. He's going to be missing something. (laughs) I only want his money. That's it. Sure you do. And maybe to, you know, torture him just a little bit. You can also smell, like, the grave near this area where you were at. And it, it conveniently only happened when this guy appeared to the side of the oil baron. Also, you're to be cold. Yeah, it's a little cold over there. If there were any arrangements on the table, they're wilting. <laughs> I'm ruining this party. <laughs> He's the party crasher. Leave it to the Nosferatu to do so. Shades in my fucking face! <laughs> <laughs> so, you, any of, anything else you guys are going to do during dinner itself? I'm just, I'm just going to be keeping an eye on that one that one woman mm-hmm. I will like pick at food I will eat it actually and I will drink wine now there's you said there was blood available for us yes so I'm gonna be drinking that that's fine yeah it's it was specifically put at your debt your table along with like water and a couple other things just a various few things yeah I, I picked the glass up and just went and hung out in the corner like now fuck that <laughs> His food just left unattended. He never had food. (laughs) (laughs) So after dinner, party picks back up. There is an exquisite band playing more classical music, correct? Yes, more classical type music. Yes. So some people are dancing, So, but not a lot of them. Um, During the entire thing, you are approached by the prince's wife. She kind of pulls you to the side. Okay. All right, so you move to the side with her? Yes. I'm going to obfuscate again, and (laughs) I'm going to get as close to them as possible so I can hear what's being said. All right, so they're not actively looking because you have no reason to think somebody's listening, correct? Yeah, correct. I want to do this so badly because I'm so used to being... (laughs) Never mind. So she pulls you to the side in, in a very sultry and she has almost like an Arabic Middle Eastern accent Uh, she says Elizabeth you may need to keep an eye on that woman over there and she kind of like moves her eyes to the woman that you didn't notice before but it's the other woman that's got the dusky skin with her hair back in a ponytail and she's got like a beige dress on and you do not recognize this woman nor do you recall inviting her Hmm. she says 
Rumor is that she's hunting. I would watch her back. Thank you for the warning. And then she moves away. And I'll just meander back into the party, however, keeping more of an eye, not a obvious eye on her, but I'll be more alert to pay attention to beige colored dress woman. If you are watching her the entire time, so she was kind of, you kind of like half looked at her when you were talking to the prince's wife. Uh, she was looking in your guys' direction. And then when the prince's wife moved away, she kind of followed the prince's wife, kind of tried to look inconspicuous, and she followed the prince's wife's in view. So she was keeping her within view. So I'm going to move across the room, and I'm going to be on this plain Jane woman, like, stink on a Nosferatu. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just now on her. Because I heard the word hunter. Well, well, hunting. I heard the word hunting. And my first thought was, there's a hunter in the room. The city's prince's wife is here. And I don't like that shit. Well, you can tell she's a kindred. Yeah. You had that that feeling about her. You can tell Mm -hmm. she's a kindred. But she looks like you don't recognize her. Mm -hmm. So, and she seemed, like I said, you noticed that she's had her eye on the prince's wife. Okay. So as the party's continuing on... I am never drifting more than 10 feet away from this woman. Just FYI, because I got sneak, I got suspicions of her from day one. You also notice the man in the almost wolf-like masquerade mask mm-hmm. has been kind of... If you watch him, because you stayed out of sight, he's kind of watched her like out of his peripherals. I doubt he's like been straight staring at her. Yeah. But you notice he's kind of been around this woman the whole time. He hasn't interacted with her, but he's been near her. Okay. And you can tell he is a kindred as well. So my assumption now is there's a woman drained as plainly as possible who's a kindred. She's working with a hunter, and now she has an associate who's in a wolf mask who may also be a hunter in the city. <laughs> I, I love mean, I love your That's not entirely wrong, but not the right kind of hunter. <laughs> I love these assumptions. We uh-huh. should just work on this. Yep. Say, I am fairly new, and I am here for a singular purpose. So as you guys are meandering or not interacting with people, mm-hmm. the front door burst open, and not like in a somebody's in panic type thing, but like theatrics. As a man enters the room and he kind of has his hands out like he's trying to be the center of attention. You recognize this man. He has brown hair. You already know he's very attractive from back in the day when you encountered him, Elizabeth. He has short hair. He looks to be in his 30s. He's wearing the masquerade mask that comes all the way down his face with a red feather on the left-hand side. And you recognize him as your sire, Victor. And there's a man behind him as well coming in. It looks like a younger man. That guy, the one coming in after him, he has a scar on his right cheek that's not covered by the masquerade mask. And he has long black hair and blue eyes. He looks pretty young. They both 
look like kindred, at least from what everybody can tell. You know the one is your sire. Oh my, a grand entrance as always. Indeed. Couldn't miss the party. You haven't seen him in like five years. It's been quite some time, hasn't it? Indeed it has, but time doesn't pass that fast for me. Of course not. Please join the party. Oh, I plan on it. And he's got still like, he, when he talks, he uses his hands. You know he's <laughs> all about theatrics. You know he's like all theatrical. That was what he, what drew him to you. Was your dealing with theatrics back in the day. And you knew he did theatrics. I was a flapper. So, um, I would like to, uh, during the dancing, have found um, a mortal. Okay. A random woman and ask her to dance with me. That's fine. Um, is there any age range you're looking for? I'm about my age. 37 is 37. what I appear to be. So you have the one woman that she looks like she's in her early 40s. Mm-hmm. She's kind of a little bit of plain Jane too, but not the one that's you haven't really noticed the one. But you know this woman is not a kindred. She is clearly mortal. So she's there she's alright attractively. She's not bad, but she's not good. She's more of an average attractiveness. She's a seven. <laughs> uh, and I would basically want to dance with her. Okay. She how are you how are you approaching her about it? Um kind of sheepish but um like more curious and sheepish than just like straightforward and seductive are you going to ask her to dance yes she happily obliges and if you like you guys can dance to this classical music yes it's not much it's more like the waltz I believe stuff like that can I pull like I don't want to have this woman leave my sight but I want to go up to Elizabeth yeah you can try and watch this woman keep her in your peripherals as you make your way over because you have to cross mm-hmm. some of the area uh, may I have a moment of your time Elizabeth of course so I'm going to pull her off to the side that, uh, that woman over there I don't like her it would appear I feel the same way. Yeah, I'll just keep an eye on her then. As am I. Enjoy the party, Elizabeth. Of course I am. So I'll just walk back and go back to taking my little place among watching her. So as you leave, Elizabeth, the man that was very theatrical <laughs> makes his way towards you. You knew he was going to eventually talk to you in person. Uh, And he has this other man in tow with him, this younger man. Ah, yes, Elizabeth. What can I help you with, Victor? Well, you see, I came because I have a favor to ask. Of course you do, and it would be? Oh, you're going to love this. So, I know you don't do favors for free. Hmm. So I have knowledge about a certain I have knowledge about a certain snake in the city 
that you might find tempting. Oh. But I need this task done first. Well, let's hear the task first. So, my friend here, he smiles when he says friend, but you can tell this other person's a kindred. He needs to be taken to an airstrip on the other side of the city. Okay. I know it sounds mundane, but what I do is never mundane. There's a group I'd care not to mention at this time that is after him. So I'd prefer he got to that airstrip unscathed. And you pick me of all people to ask this favor of. I mean, you are my child. Yes. But you know my qualifications aren't exactly security. I need someone I can trust. Very well. I don't care who else helps you as long as it's not this this group that's looking for him. Well, considering you don't tell me what this group is, I'm not sure I can oblige. Oh, you don't want this group in the city. I hear they've they're moving in. That's why he needs to leave the city immediately. Very well. There'll be a, an airstrip on the other side of the city. The plane has a destination that I will not reveal because you shouldn't be on the plane, so you don't need to go there. Understood. So he does need to go soon, you know, tonight. I know it's your party, but... I have a feeling you do this on purpose, Victor. I mean, I show up after five years, and I did need something. (laughs) It's always a pleasure to have you here, Victor. Always. Yes, excellent. Sometime we'll have to see a play together. I will be starring in one soon. Oh, good. Then I can critique you. Of course you will. And he kind of moves off from you after leaving you with all this information of nothing. So I'm going to chit-chat with my bodyguards to see if they have information on more security to get this guy where he needs to go. You mean you want us to bring more in to take this guy elsewhere? Yes, it is. It seems redundant, but important. And you want to bring in more people? To make sure he gets there safe, yes. When you got to go? As soon as possible. Must be done tonight. I guess I could make some calls. Let me check and see if we've got some other people. So this is the guy that his name says Ken on his little nameplate. All four bodyguards have little nameplates with their first name on it. Hello, my name is Ken. (laughs) (laughs) So he kind of, he moves away from you and he goes off into another room, you can assume, to make some calls. You still notice that the woman has been watching the prince's wife. Okay, I'm going to still keep an eye on her. Your sire is just going around talking to everybody. He's using his hands when he talks. Smacking some people behind him. He's a big hand talker. 
Anybody else going to do anything currently? Uh, I'm going to. How close is how close is Victor to me? Like he's making his way through the. Yeah, so if if you wait, you can make the assumption he's going to come close to you. So after like ten minutes or so, he. Um, I'm just going to actively, consciously relent to Victor, okay. so he'll notice me when he when he's close by. But I, it's just him. I'm just relenting to him. Oh my. Um. So I'm going to wave him over and and point to a side room. And so we can go in there and speak so other people don't see. Well, I, w- I will have to take my companion here. And I... So he'll he'll follow you. You see, he's not talking to you with his hands mm-hmm. when he's talking to you, kind of low. So he'll follow you into this other room. So I'm hello, hello. I am here on behalf of ye Nosferatu. If there's anything I can do on behalf of my clan to assist you this evening, please let me know. I am Mr. Doe. I do need my companion here taken somewhere. And what is his name? His name is Derek. Derek Gilbert. And where does Derek need to be? He needs to be taken to an airship on the other side of the city. He's leaving the island this this soon? Yes. He needs to be taken out of the city because someone is after him. Someone or something? Well, it's a bunch of someones. Who is it? Is it someone's, this group, that the Camarilla would not appreciate? Yes. On this island. You could say that. It is a group they would not appreciate. All right. I will assist to the best of my ability before the evening is over. Yes, he needs to leave the city as soon as possible. Yes. You might want to collaborate with Elizabeth in the other room. I will let dear Elizabeth know that my services are available. As long as he gets there unscathed. I don't want him harmed. Not by you, but by this group, because I have a feeling they're searching adamantly for him. I'm going to, both hands on my, uh, hanger, like the black handkerchief tied around my face, put my fingers in. As someone who appreciates art, may I show you how my sire improved my looks when I was embraced. I think our definition of art is two different things. As not Sferatu, we have a very high standard of art. As do I. I'm going to pull it down. And the jaw, that the lips are split up. The jaw is completely disfigured. It's not fangs. It's every tooth has been filed to a point. It is a maw of meat-destroying Horror. This is what I've been burdened with for my entire kindred life. I hope you can appreciate it. I would think that there's something to appreciate about it. Yes. I'll let you appreciate it more than I shall. (laughs) All right. So I'm putting it back up. Derek, 
I will do what I can for you this evening before the sun rises. Yes, he needs to be gone. All right. So I bow my head. You know, I kind of show them the door so they can leave. Okay. Yeah. They... And then I am pulling my te- my phone out and I am texting uh, Derek Gilbert, period, Kindred, period, Toriador, period, wanted by the Sabbat, period, sending it to my liege. To my liege. So you wait for some time. Mm-hmm. And what kind of phone does... Do you have the type of phone that you would see messages? you have a newer phone or yeah, an older yeah. type phone? So your phone has the capabilities to see when someone is typing. Mm-hmm. So you can see that it's been read and that they're typing. And... You just get back, take care of at all cost. I'm replying, remove from island, question mark, or remove from existence, question mark. <laughs> so it, you get back, all caps, island. I reply, yes, my liege, send. So you got to be specific with, uh, with people like him. It's like... What do you mean? I took care of him. <laughs> yeah. They say he never arrived. What do you mean? You said to take care of him. He's not on the island anymore. He's ashes in the wind. <laughs> He's underwater. Jesus, I meant to take care of him, not take care of him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I would like to um, ask the lady if she would like to go out on the balcony to have a private discussion about psychiatry. <clears throat> I mean, I'm one for learning new things. It's not something I know too much about. So you can go out to. She'll go out to the balcony with you. Alrighty. And uh, are we alone? I'm gonna try to open the door. Yeah, you can open the door. Okay. There's basically, if you go up the the staircase, there's kind of a balcony. There's doors there, and then it opens out. But then there's kind of blind spots. I'm assuming you want a blind spot. Yeah. Past that, so like you can see out the doors, but if you go to either side, there's big windows, but there's plenty enough wall that blocks. So I'm going to open the door and pull it closed because I'm sure the door handles like falling out. Yeah, you end up. Uh, it does come off when you go to close the door. It does fall off on your hand. Oh my! Yes. Yeah, I just realized what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yes, it appears that the, the door must have broken. How tragic. I'll just pull it closed. <clears throat> and you can definitely notice the moon in its waning crescent, and it's orange instead of yellowish outside. The moon is very unique tonight. I don't think I've seen it like this. It's not a normal harvest moon. It's almost the opposite. And yes, basically from there, I'm going to basically keep seducing her further and further. So roll me an appearance plus subterfuge. And your difficulty is going to be... This five is your difficulty. Does my enchanting voice help at all? Yes, it'll lower, so actually your difficulty will actually be three. Yeah. 
Apparently she's easily seduced. As long as you don't sneeze in her mouth, you're good. <laughs> it's all the whiny head. Uh, that is... You get to re-roll that one. Oh. That's a success, plus you get to re-roll it again to try again. And then you get another one. Five successes. Oh, yeah. She is like putty in your hands. <coughs> like, if you're, even if you're trying to talk to her about psychiatry, somehow she finds it alluring. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to basically keep walking with her into some shadows. Okay, that's yeah, not a problem. You take her off to the side, and it is kind of shadowy on one, one side of this balcony. From there, I would like to attempt to feed on her. All right. So you're just going to kind of go down for like a kiss? Yeah. So she doesn't struggle because she was like putting <laughs> in your hands. So, um, oh, yeah, you have the infectious bite, don't you? I do. <laughs> Great. Well, no, I'm a disease carrier. Oh, yeah. So that's right. Basically, if someone bites me, they get rabies. Oh, yeah, that's right. What about in the game? <laughs> <laughs> So basically, you feed off of her, and are you gonna make it painful for, or, um, or are you gonna? I'm gonna try to help myself not to, but inevitably, yes, a little bit. You want to give her some pain? Yes. You're trying to keep her quiet, so. Yes. Okay, so she does seem like she's enjoying it some, but then you do add that pain in there. She doesn't seem like she cares much for it, but between the bliss from before and that it's it's kind of balancing out some and you kind of have to cover her mouth a little bit not like exactly like you're kidnapping her but just enough to it feels good then you poke her in the eye (laughs) (laughs) take that how much how much are you gonna drink from her um yeah are you gonna just i'm gonna drain her (laughs) so it takes you a few minutes and you completely drain this woman. And are you going to lick the wound shut? Yes. Okay. So now there's a woman devoid of blood on the balcony. <laughs> She's been exsanguinated <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> it's a weird moon out tonight. I don't know what's going on. He's all it's weekend at Bernie's with her. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys. Um, I'm going to approach Elizabeth. Okay. And we're going to and Elizabeth I spoke to, I believe, is your sire, Victor. He wants... I've offered my assistance in the task that he's given to remove the other kindred from the island. And I'm going to point across the room to the guy with the long black hair and the wolf mask on. I've been keeping an eye on that one because I don't know if I trust him or not. Do you know who he is? <laughs> I know exactly who he is. Can he be trusted? No, but he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he's trustworthy. Is he reliable? He's reliable enough if it's the same goal. Yes. Have him and Two of your security detail. Meet me and Derek. Find the kitchen soon, please. We'll remove Derek from the island. Wonderful. So, I'm going to make my way to Victor. Okay. I'm going to make my way towards Wayne. Victor. Yes. 
I'll do this task for you this evening if you could have Derek delivered. I have Derek waiting for me just outside the front door by the bushes. But please, please make sure he's not seen when he's taken, when he goes there by himself, please. Are you sure that's safe? It will be safe. I don't want anything to happen to Derek. No, I have him waiting. Hidden. So then I'm going to go through around, make sure that Wayne, security detail, are all being informed of what's going on, okay? I'm going to go to th- through the coat check, and I'm grabbing a trench coat, any heavy, large coat that I can find. It's going to be mine. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, it's got to it's be one that nobody's going to, you know, a heavy coat. I'm going to go through the kitchen. I'm going to grab a waiter and knock him out, and then I'm going to care- cover him in the coat, Okay. So I'm going to be standing there waiting for the security detail and the wolf man to show up. So you're going to go talk to Wayne? Yes. All right. So Elizabeth approaches you. Yeah. I am requesting your services. Not those services, but aid in a... I forgot what word I was going to use. Ada in the task. Uh, task. We'll go with that. What's the job? To get someone out of the island. While you guys are talking, I'm going to be dragging, you know, carrying him, covered in the coat, to the door of the kitchen. And I'm going to open it and say, we need to hurry and get this one off the island. I'm going to say it purposely loud enough so people turn to look at me and this guy. They can't see who it is. They just see me holding someone covered in a coat and I'm going to say to you, Wolfman, we need to hurry and get this one off of the island. And then I'm going to scurry back. Oh my. So that's it. Subtle drop on. It's going to cost you double. Very well. So I guess I'll hurry on back with him. Yeah, I'll go. And the, the, do you have the security detail following him? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's the two of you, two of your security guards are being noticed going to the kitchen where I was just sat carrying a body. When you guys get back there, don't uncover him. He can't be seen. This one needs to be delivered just outside of the airport. Victor wants it specifically. Leave him covered the entire trip. What I have noticed, um, the other guy out and about. How much were you paying attention towards the front door? Probably, like, a lot because I've been waiting for guests to come in and out. So you probably saw the Derek go towards the front door and not the back way. And I'm looking at her saying, take this one to the other side of the airport. Make sure this body's not seen. I assume you're taking care of the other part. Yes. But this one needs to be delivered to the other side. Far away from the terminals. You're a big strong man. I'm just going to pick this limp body up and throw it over my shoulder. (sighs) You're working real close to triple. You know I have the money. It's not money. 
<laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right. As soon as he takes him, uh, I'm going to obfuscate. You guys, I'm doing it in front of you, so you'll still see me. Mm-hmm. But when I leave the kitchen, no one there is going to see me. I'm scurrying away to the front door, making sure Derek's by the bushes where I said to be. Hopping in my muscle, the my muscle car, <laughs> pulling up. Please get in, young man. What did you guys go out the back way? Did you yeah. follow with with them? Yes. So you're you're leaving your own party. Yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to. You are facing the back of the house, so the kitchen is somewhat below you. So you see that dude, the Wayne, and. Elizabeth, the party thrower, leaving out the back of the house. Ah, uh, Miss Elizabeth. Oh, Dr. Payne. Uh, You're probably still up on the balcony. Yes. Um, I see you've already taken care of one. Um, I got a little carried away up here. It's quite all right. My butler will take care of it. Uh, I knew it wouldn't be any... Pain. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! Oh, shut up, you. You hear from across the yard. <laughs> Boo! Nosferatu are stupid and ugly. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but, is there anything I can assist with? I'm not quite sure. Oh, I mean, there's already a body being snuck out. What is happening? You've been awfully secretive and not as talkative as you usually are. What exactly is happening? Come quick. I will explain it on the way. Okie dokie. Oh, great. Let's add more. The more, the merrier. I'm just going to keep going. You know I can't do much. Um, if you explain right there in the yard, because I, he's really not wanting to leave the party. He's having too much fun. But if you explain that there's someone after somebody... He would be more than happy to try to distract them. Okay, I mean, I would have briefly explained it to yeah. you. Yeah, he's like, well, I could go back in there and I can be my own version of Charming. Perhaps I could hang them up for a while with uh, talking. Wonderful. Keep an eye on a, the woman with the beige dress. Gotcha. I will go back inside and hunt her down. Okay. So you go inside to search. You rush out the front. Are you going near where Derek is when you rush towards the car? I'm walking past. I'm rushing past her to make sure he's where he should be. Okay. So go ahead and roll me a perception and alertness. In fact, you both can roll it as well if you're outside because you went back into the party. What's our target? Uh, Target will be... For you, a six. For those two, it's going to be a seven. No. I had one success and one one. So. One success. Four All right. successes. So you faintly hear this. You hear this clear as day. You hear nothing. <laughs> and you're closest. Uh, you can faintly hear a motorcycle. You can hear it clearer um and then go ahead and roll me a dex plus dodge 
Okay, I got a success. Alright, so... Alright, so you managed to duck out of the way as you now hear this motorcycle like drive by you and you feel the whoosh of something pass you. And if you look back, uh, you will notice that Derek no longer has his head. Ah! It is now on the ground. And if you look in the direction of the motorcycle, it's a black motorcycle. Somebody is clad all in leather. He has a pumpkin for a head with flames rolling off the top of it. Yeah. And that's where I'm going to end it. Son Son of a a bitch! bitch! God damn it. What about Kevin? (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. Join us next time. What an exhilarating party. Was it not? The ending is nothing to lose your heads over. Nights of Darkness will be released November 30th. So mark your calendars. We will be seeing you soon. <laughs> hey, all you wannabe raiders out there. It's your bestest girl, Rose, coming at you from top of the world. Now it's time for your local traffic and weather. Well, looks like almost everyone's still dead. So traffic is at a standstill. <laughs> And now a word from our sponsor, because they're totally not bribing me with massive amounts of chems or anything. Seems as the stuffed shirts are back at the White Springs playing games with that total loser modus. But hey, if that's your thing, whatever! So if all you squares wanted to hear more, totally, sort of, but maybe not boring stories about rebuilding Appalachia and being all goody-two-shoes, definitely not raiders check out this thing they call a podcast the modus files whatever that's supposed to be on spotify itunes and wherever else you listen to those things double ug they're not paying me enough for this till later this is rose raiders rule Hi, I'm Fire Rider, and I'm the host of The Pixel People, a podcast dedicated to taking a close look at our favorite characters from our favorite video games, from major characters who define the course of a game's storyline to smaller characters who you might have never noticed. Every week, we go beyond the quest line to examine a particular character's story arc and choices and discover the real-world parallels and life lessons hidden just below the surface. I hope you'll join us. You can find the Pixel People on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts.